Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour 1 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler, but of course I'm not alone. I'm stupid enough to surround myself with my doctrinaires, and they are here. Tim Andrews is here. I see him over there. Morning. The thing about this dude, his name is Nick, and he's not from this country. Come on, England. Come on, England. And it's, it's not just about soccer this week. No. Come on, England. <laughs> English, Goodbye, Nick. England. Goodbye, England. <laughs> that voice there, that was Autumn Fisher. Hello. And, uh, of course, the handsomest producer in all of producery. And aren't we lucky? When Pete Spriggs came to me and said, Eric, we're going to extend your show by an hour, I thought three hours to look at this dude's face. Jared Yamamoto is here. What's going on, guys? Looks like he got some serious sun yesterday. Yeah, he was out on the lake. We're lucky he didn't get chopped up into pieces and become a story at the top of the hour, but he made it through with the alcohol and everything. So, welcome. We do our show from noon to three on Sundays, and we start them just like this every week. Headlines. See, all that noise is important news is about to break out all over the place, so brace yourselves. Jared Yamamoto, you know that I live in a casket in my basement all week long, <laughs> and I emerge on Sunday, so fill me in. What have I missed? All right, the English Nick and his Br- British hooligans have defied the Queen by voting to break away from the European Union, causing turmoil to global stock markets. What? They have defied the Queen. I did not know this. They left the European Union? They did. Huh? It's not a done deal yet, is it? I didn't know this. I'm surprised. You missed the wall-to-wall coverage in your casket. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Is everybody tired of people talking about Brexit? Well, too bad, because this is the first chance I've had, so you're going to have to hear about it again. No, big deal. I mean, nobody saw it coming, because for some reason, the polling... Yeah. And if you watch, uh, if you follow the markets, uh, the day before, Wednesday, there was a huge run-up basically, basically on the news that they were going to stay. Everybody had decided they were going to stay. So a real you know, big deal. And I think that ultimately this is going to be the right thing. I think it's a little bit like us in 1776. It's not quite that powerful, but I mean, this is, it's, look, it, it, it fills my, as a libertarian, the idea that people are standing up against bureaucracy and saying, we want our independence, we want our freedom. That's a good thing, and I think it's going to be a good thing over time, but no one should be fooled here. There's a good chance for a lot of disruption and a lot of trouble along the way, and uh, it could actually even lead to. It might, it could tip us into recession here. I'm not saying that it will, but it could because the uh, the 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 pound has dropped so much, it makes the dollar stronger, and it's one of those counterintuitive things. Like you think, wow, I would the dollar, the American dollar is stronger. That's always a good thing. It's not necessarily a good thing in this situation because if you're over there, the strong dollar means buying stuff from America suddenly costs a lot more today than it did a lot more today than it did on Wednesday. Also, tourism could be hit. If you were thinking about coming to the United States, visiting New York City or Chicago or L.A., that suddenly on Thursday became a lot more expensive. And right now, our, we don't really kind of know exactly where our economy is. It could be very close to recession. Maybe it's not near recession. Maybe we're already in a recession. We don't quite know because you see recessions in rearview mirrors. But I do think that basically it's a good thing. 
Uh, I also think that Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the whole uh, left got their, this is the biggest scare that they've gotten. This is a this is a real thing. They have to wonder: Is this a wave that's beyond any one candidate and doesn't matter? Is this the the is this the the tip of the iceberg for people beginning to say? No to basically the establishment. No to status quo. And I hear a lot of talk this week about how, you know, surprisingly on the left, they find racism to be the problem, or the underlying thing on anything. Anytime a vote goes away, they don't want it to go. Then obviously it's about racism. And because this is, this is international, we get to say that wonderful word, xenophobia. <laughs> I love words that start with an X and sound like a Z. Xylophone, xenophobia. Xanadu. Xanadu. My favorite, some of my favorite words. And, you know, whether or not there's some of that, obviously they've got a migrant crisis uh, coming out of Syria and other, area, other war-torn Muslim areas that... and. Are there parallels to what's going on here with the Trump campaign and talking about a wall and this sort of thing? And, you know, I suppose that uh, there may be some of that. I don't know how much of that there is, but the Von Hessler doctrine on this is that it doesn't have to be that way. As a libertarian, what I what I cheer is when people decide to uh, take their country back. When you say take your country back, could that be racist or xenophobic? Sure, it could be, but it doesn't have to be. It depends on what you're thinking you're taking your country back from. If you're thinking, that, well, we're taking our country back from people who are a different color and don't look like us and their culture is different, I'm not for that. But if you're talking about taking the country back from bureaucrats, if you're talking about uh, having a revolt against what you call the tyranny of the clerks, yes, I'm all for that. And I believe, at the bottom line, that's really, really what happened here. People who are civil servants have to understand that the word servant is very important. You're a civil servant. And when you create something like the European Union with all of these civil servants, it's a very fine line where you go from being civil servants, serving the people, to overlords. And that's what happened in the European Union. The idea of the European Union was this would be a lot better if we could work together, have one market, make the same deals, and basically make life better for all of us. That's the whole idea there. It has to make life better for all of us. But eventually what happens with all bureaucracies is it becomes overlords who then decide that we have, because we have the power abhors a vacuum. Because we have power, we will use power. If we have power over you from Brussels in London, then we are going to use that power. So it got to the point where uh, people in Britain were being told what kind of bananas they can eat. Do you you know this? There are regulations in the European Union that says that bananas can't be too bendy. I'm not making this up. Cucumbers have to be rigid and as straight as possible. Now... There may be some things in the European Union and ideas in the European Union that actually help the common person in Britain. But at a certain point, you're being told, also I believe they were told that uh, they couldn't use uh, vacuum cleaners that are really good. 
you know, the ones that actually work because they take too much power. Because what happens is Brussels is detached. And so if I lobby for climate change, I'm going to have a whole lot more sway in Brussels than the average person who wants to use an electric tea kettle in Wales or in, uh, in, 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 in London. For the record, those tea kettles get used a lot. They get, yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So they actually get in there and decide what it is you can and can't use. When I was driving in, I heard the Scott Slade show, and there was another one uh, where uh, I was being told that, uh, that you had to put on, I think, balloons or something, that uh, it's not a good idea for eight-year-olds to blow up balloons. I mean... That may or may not be a good idea, but it ain't the reason Europe decided to form a union, you know? And if you're going to have rules about who can blow up a balloon and what kind of tea kettle you can use, those damn well should come from the people that you actually elect to uh, represent you. And so the European Union obviously became, they became overlords and not civil servants. And so in this country, if you say, I want to take America back, I'm with you if you mean I want to take America back from the bureaucrats. I want to take America back from the clerks. I don't want to be told exactly how much water is going to be in my toilet, or really it's not even that extreme. It better be my representative from Congress telling me how much water I can put in my toilet, not somebody you know that has nothing to do with that. So that's where you need to, from a libertarian perspective, it's okay to say take America back. It's okay to say take England back. But who are you taking it back from? In America, legal immigration is one of the reasons that we're so damn strong. That's just a fact. Illegal immigration means you don't have control of your borders and you're losing sovereignty. Can you separate those things? Can you be objective about those things? Take America back from the politicians who don't run the border properly. Remove the spotlight from those people are different and I don't like them because they're different. That shouldn't be part of this. If that's what's motivating you, then when the left says that there's some racism and xenophobia, then there's some truth to what they're saying. What I'm saying is be smarter than that. Than that. Blame your politicians. And part of blaming politicians, guess what, is blaming yourselves. Because you've got all the tools at your disposal in America, uh, not so, well, in Europe as well, to, uh, to change policy through changing politicians. I tell this to people all the time. They don't seem to, they know it, but they don't think about it. You, know, you think about this, uh, Congress is, you see these things all the time. Congress is, has the lowest approval rating since the beginning of approval ratings, and they're at 17%. Yet almost every one of them wins re-election. I hate Congress. I love my Congresswoman. I hate Congress. I love my Congressmen. You don't need one more bit of power for your revolution. Bernie or Donald (laughs) Trump or anybody. The House of Representatives, every single member of the House of Representatives is up for election every two years. You have the power to turn the entire thing over. And if you don't do that and your neighbors don't do that... While we're pointing fingers at other people, let's pull out some mirrors and take some blame ourselves. Take your country back. Take it back from the bureaucrats, not from people who are just different. All right, a few more headlines when we return. Everyone has an opinion, but he has the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler, entertaining honesty on WSB. Entertaining honesty. That's me, folks. Eric Von Hessler. Welcome back. I got the doctrinaires here. English Nick being one of our doctrinaires. And if I didn't bring him in during a Brexit conversation, I'd feel uh, like I wasn't a very good host. And then that haunts me all day long. So I'm not going to make that mistake. English Nick 
You have parents. Yeah. Still living. In their, they're in their 70s. In retired. merry old England. Now, the older people went for Brexit. The younger people wanted to remain because they're afraid. Well, they're scared and they're very status quo. Yes and no. I think, I think, yeah. I think it's not everybody was that way of thinking. I think change is good at this point, And I think, yeah, the dust is going to settle at some point. Mm-hmm. But uh, I saw some Italian television. There was a, a video on YouTube, YouTube from a political show in Italy. And Italy was basically saying, look, it's all pros for England at this point as far as business. Yeah. Their big companies aren't going to lose out because already, they already do so much business in Europe. So, well, as we I, talked about before, I think that there is going to be a period of transition. and We'll have to see Monday how Wall Street looks here. But I think there's a chance that this could get ugly for a while. But I still think that it was... The right thing to do mm-hmm. in the long run, you know. In 1776, they were, yeah, there were financial tax reasons, but people weren't, you know, it was a cultural thing. We don't want to belong to that. We want to be in charge of ourselves. And so, I don't think you could scare people off necessarily with just the idea that markets are going to be in turmoil for a while. People wanted uh, their own sovereignty. But here's the thing, and I, I do think that it's going to be a good thing in the long run. But outside, even outside of the markets, another thing that has to be thought about here: first of all, the European Union itself could fold mm-hmm. in France. And in Spain and in a lot of places, there's a big let's get out. Yeah, Spain so, want to get out. I don't know how they're going to vote, but we're going to go through a couple of years where all these major countries are going to have no referendums, and we're going to have to see how that goes. Even if most of them stay, that's going to be a couple of years of turmoil. Uh, Vladimir Putin. Ah, Vladimir, you're, you're excited. You're excited about this. I'm so excited I forgot to turn on my microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, is a, this is a real deal. I believe that NATO made a mistake. Uh, in letting in some very small uh, countries like Estonia that, so that are border, border Russia. Uh, Estonia is a part of NATO. Let me bring people up to date here. Uh, the NATO compact is that if you attack one country, all the other countries respond. Are we really going to go to war with Russia over Estonia? And I, this is what Vladimir Putin's got to be thinking. Yes, you know, I am. Yeah, there are <laughs> 1.3 million people in all of Estonia. Is the entire West going to come and fight the Russians over Estonia? I think NATO made a mistake. I think Vladimir Putin now sees some weakness on the eastern edge Don't of Europe. Don't poke the bear, Eric. You're saying the bear is being... And so let's say we wake up on Tuesday and he's just jumped into Estonia and said, like Crimea and said, this is ours now. Are you listening to this show willing to send your sons and daughters to fight in it for Estonia? Or are you going to say, hey, fight for yourselves? It was a mistake, I believe. NATO should have created alliances with some of these smaller countries. But the idea that we're all going to go to war with Russia because of Estonia, I think, is ridiculous. And I think uh, with the European Union being in the situation it is now, we've seen how Putin is. He's into a little adventure-er- adventure-earing. Is that a word? No, it's not. But you know what it means. A word doesn't have to be a word if you know what it means. Uh, you understand what I'm saying. He's willing to go on foreign excursions in the name of Russia. So, look, Von Hester doctrine on this one again, because we have to move on, is that I think it's a good thing in the long run But don't minimize the disruption and danger to markets all across the world in the next few weeks. That's a reality, but I think they did the right thing in the end. All right, when we return, Autumn Fisher, who hasn't said hardly anything, is going to say a lot with her segment called WTF. That's when we return. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And in this Sunday's Atlanta Journal-Constitution, you'll find an investigation into the governor's secret donors and where their money will be used. Plus, 
$275 in coupon savings. That's why we say if it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. There's Tim, there's Jared, there's English Nick. And it is now time for this lady right here. What the? What the? What the? Seriously, what the? WTF with Autumn Fisher. How about that, Autumn? We added in the introduction, and we added your name there because you you beed and moaned so much. <laughs> I, I wanted? You, you beed and moaned. That's my <laughs> way of... What does that stand for? That's, that's, that's the way that I swear on WSB. It's, uh, it's pretty clever, I think. <laughs> bemoaned is a word. Bemoaned. She bemoaned her situation for so long, for a long time, her name wasn't... Play that again, because I think it really got her going. It's going to lead to a good performance, because her name yeah, is yeah, in there yeah. in the end. Go ahead. What the? What the? What the? Seriously, what the? WTF with Autumn Fisher. All right, young lady. Well, she doesn't have to sound so depressed oh, about it. Oh. More being and more moaning. Yes. I've got right. the original cut. I'll take I, it out. Right. Because I'm a woman, I understand that I had to, you know, work for my name to be in the opening. I know there, how it is. I, that's a tough world, you know. We're a lot of white male privilege around. and uh, Ugh, With Autumn Fisher. <laughs> Autumn Fisher. Do the best you can. We know you're a woman, but do the best you can with this WTF. Where's, where's the extra, extra guy? I want him. <laughs> what? Autumn Fisher. All right, go ahead, Autumn. Sure. So the son of Gladys Knight, uh, who's the owner of Gladys Knight Chicken and Waffles, faces six racketeering charges claim- that claim that he stole one million dollars from the state by failing to submit proper taxes for the business yeah my favorite headline was gladys knight's chicken and waffles a criminal enterprise yeah which <laughs> it's just a excuse to hear this great song from the 70s he make it so he's The chicken and waffles. Yeah. I got lucky that we entered the part of the song that we're miles away from the chorus, which always happens to me. Is the chorus coming here? here? He's yeah. coming right here. All right, whatever. Now, let me say this. Let me just step in here and say one thing I do know. Had any of the pips started a restaurant chain there would be nothing like this. There would be no trouble with the feds because the pips were good, honest people. <laughs> this is something I know. Now, Glad- Gladys Nightman, it didn't take two seconds for her to release a thing that said, I have nothing to do with Gladys Knight waffles and chicken, chicken and waffles. Apart which, from attaching her name to which it. Which is kind of a surprise to the rest of us. I mean, we yeah, always kind of... all in until yeah. there was uh, the Rico lawsuit. Y- yes. <laughs> by, by the way, Gladys Knight, this is my favorite thing that I found out through all of this, is that Gladys Knight apparently has nothing to do <laughs> with Gladys Knight chicken and waffles, which is just fantastic, I think. She's not in the back, like, breading that chicken. I thought. sassy to the rest of these <laughs> the Mexican workers. Yeah. <laughs> these Come on, Pedro. These are her recipes? I thought that these yeah. were her recipes. I, I'm completely astonished. It was merely a business situation. And you know what? Shame on the kid. I don't know this kid, and mm. everybody's innocent until proven guilty. So given that. But if he turns out to be guilty, shame on you for dragging your mother's name <laughs> through the glass like this. All we wanted was good chicken and waffles. You give us good chicken and waffles, we'll make you a millionaire. Hey, here's the deal. 
You had your way to it. Apparently, he didn't. You know, he took uh, tax money and then he spent it on his kids' tuition. You know, something yeah, along those lines. Yeah, one sales tax yeah, payment. Pay that's what it was. Uh, that was the three alleged, vehicles. It says allegedly innocent till proven guilty. But if you're guilty, shame on you. Shame on you. Even though. Uh, midnight train to Georgia. We still have that in, in the in the rack there. The midnight train mm, to Georgia. So good. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's a remake. Did you know that? No. No. It's originally a song called Midnight Plane to Houston. Stop it. That's true, and I can't remember the, the name of the singer. He was like a singer songwriter. Midnight plane to Houston, I believe. Was Taking the, name. the red eye plane to California. That's right. So what a fraud. Well, look, that guy. That guy <laughs> got paid. That guy got paid. He didn't have any pips. It wasn't going to work. Nobody wants to take a midnight plane to Houston. And no one knows that song. Somebody so. look up that because I, I want to right get the singer songwriter. I guarantee you one thing. I don't know if he's alive or he's dead, but he's not in trouble with the feds. And he doesn't lend. He's his also name. not rich. Probably. Yeah, he doesn't lend his name to shady chicken and waffle enterprises. Uh, Jim Weatherly recorded there you, it. There you go. Midnight uh, Midnight Plane to Houston. I'd say, pull, I'd say pull that Jim one up, Weatherly. but I don't know if you're going to be able to find that one in the system, DeMarco. Plus the language might be bad. Uh, well, why? You think he was like one of those uh, country singers who said bad language? Yes, well, I, I think so. Yes. Oh, you know this guy, Jim Weatherly? Uh, uh, sounds scary to me. Well, it's, it's, I thought you worked with him in weather and traffic. <laughs> yes. You know, that was LA. Weatherby from years ago. Oh. All right. Give me another WTF. <laughs> Can a man eat chicken? Oh. Before you do, can a, why do chicken and waffles have to be scandalous? Go ahead. Sweet and savory should not. <laughs> is, is, it's biblically, you know, an abomination. You will have to uh, pry the chicken and waffles from my cold, <laughs> dead hands. That's my Von Hessler doctrine, libertarian stance. Autumn Fisher, I hear you're the presenter of WTF. Present it, another Did you hear stuff. it? I heard. It's amazing. Extra, extra. Autumn's name's in the promo. Hey, Autumn, how, yeah. uh, how, how much Brexit <laughs> stuff did you read? And be honest. I read a lot of things because I have uh, we have some friends who are scientists that are um, a little oh. concerned about it. Oh, she has scientists. I have some scientists oh, friends. Scientist friends. Oh, well, Excuse you, me. I, she goes to party. Her, you know, her husband works at NASA, Autumn, and I know they go to these parties where more than an average number of people are smoking pipes at Ooh, parties. An, there are I ascots. Mean, I've been at parties where plenty of pipes are being smoked, but not like this. I mean, <laughs> and real very well pipes. trained, very well trained dogs sitting yes. at masters' feet. Yes, and they got those uh, fireplaces and uh, leather-bound books. They got those leather pads on their elbows. My billions now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me another WTF there, lady. A Texas mom has woken up from a surgery with a British accent. BS. <laughs> <laughs> BS. It's a, it's All right, a, tell me a the rare story. neurological disorder. BS. Tell me the story, though. I don't want to judge it. BS. Tell uh, me the story. Six months ago, she went, un- uh, she went under surgery for her jaw yeah. to correct an overbite, which is a pretty strange thing you would think that it would be some sort of like brain surgery or maybe she was i don't know uh under anesthesia and had some complication but she woke up there was a little bit of nerve damage and now she says she speaks with a foreign right, accent i don't, so I don't have know if I don't, this case is I don't, necessarily neurological but maybe just bs i don't i don't uh i think she's making it up but i don't have the audio here so can you give me her as a texas accent first uh, well, I guess she's from Texas. I mean, I'm trying to think of maybe like Paula Dean. There, something Is she like from that? Texas? Okay, then. So then she wakes up. She wakes up and she's British and she sounds like this. 
oh lord i just can't you know i throw my trash no she's not that no I, I, bit, I chuck it in the bin <laughs> she's a child <laughs> so uh do that again now so good texas first all right now let's let let's let nick do the british accent well he's not a woman so go ahead now then she wakes up all right now this is me i'm going under <laughs> surgery y'all bye <laughs> and then you wake up from surgery Oh, my darling, it's bright in here, isn't it? Now I you, could you please draw the shades and the curtains? Do you want some crumpets, suddenly? Oh, darling, please. Let please. me just I mean, tell you something. I, I just think don't know what's going on with all of this Brexit nonsense. As far as I can, can pull this in, Andy Kaufman lives. This lady is a performance artist <laughs> of some kind, because there is no scientific... Ask your science friends. I just don't believe... This is BS. You, there's no way that you go in to have your jaw fixed and it somehow changes your accent. This is the media. Well, it did, didn't it? I'm no. sorry. I must, I must be on my way. My husband is here and his lorry to pick me up. Hey, do you know the clock boy from Texas? Because <laughs> this is a hoax. And the, and the media is like, good morning, America. Rockin' Robin Roberts. Well, I've got the lady who woke up and I'm just <laughs> buying into it. Man, I'm, I'm not even going to question it. Some doctor told me it's a thing and that's all I need. George Stepanopoulos stepped back. This is a Rockin' Robin Roberts thing. I'm the lady on Good Morning America who buys every hoax and does the interview. So stand back, Georgie. I'm being honest. I don't understand why you're questioning me. It's just incredibly rude. I'd like to see your resume, and I'm... Resume? Your resume? I had job surgery, and I came out and I say resume. I'd like to see your resume. I believe I'd see some theater background. English Nick, who is actually not from England, but had some jaw surgery himself. I tell you, man, my my weekend, ever since this story about my weekend has been hell, people are like, you really are faking it after all. You've got that neurological disease. I saw this woman. I don't believe it for a second. No, and here's the thing. It never goes in reverse because people in England don't go to the dentist, so they can never wake up speaking with an American. I'm not going to sound like this anytime soon, Eric. I tell you. Uh, can we squeeze in another uh, W? Should we go to a commercial or should we try to squeeze in another? Uh, DeMarco Jared's going to say yes. He always says yes. No, DeMarco. I got DeMarco here with oh, me. So okay, I, got my, my, I got my shadow producer. <laughs> you know, God knows with Jared Yamamoto. He was out on the lake all weekend long. He probably drank more in 24 hours than most of this audience has collectively in the last month. I'm alive and I'm kicking. I'm it's, here. It's barely beer bongs. Was there a beer bong? There was not, but uh, there might as there may well should be. At any point, at any point, was one person drinking and everyone else cheering? That's when you know you're in too <laughs> There may have been some cheering. There may have been. Some. <laughs> you're drinking. No comment. Yeah. And you have an audience that's cheering you on. Chug, 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 chug. Flash forward 15 years, and you're sitting around drinking a lot of coffee, talking to people about how you know, you know, look. Well, back in my glory days. Yes. <laughs> I used to be able to chug like man, man. You should see me. And I lost my wife, my house, and my kids in 24 hours. Well, I'm, so glad I got you guys my memories. So I'm glad you guys have so much faith in me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually I don't. I don't think that you. I don't think that you're ever going to have children. So I think you'll be fine. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I don't need oh. that curse now. This guy on the lake, redneck Yamamoto. This is what I call him now. This is the <laughs> most incongruous. Is that a word? I can never in- say that word. Incongruity. Congruous? I can say incongruity, but I have trouble with incongruitative. Incongruity, no, yeah, making up words, but incongruity. Uh, he is redneck Yamamoto from now on. All right, give me a WTF or give me music. Whichever one wins, we go to a commercial. We get another story. I'm going for it. Go for it. A lock of David Bowie's hair could beat out Elvis Presley's previous uh, winning amount for 115 thousand dollars at auction. Uh, did it go up last night or is it? Uh, I think it was like Saturday, so we may actually oh, have. It was- 
it yeah, may actually sure. have uh, how much money it went for. This is what I want to know, because I'm a big David Bowie fan, but is it the hair from his head? <laughs> it's long and straight, so I'm going to assume. <laughs> it is, it's from his head. And, yes. Uh, I guess so. It's, so how does some lady from Madame Tussauds... Yes, so they collect uh, people's hair when they're making the wax figures to color match their hair. So she kept it, I guess, and so she's a thief. She stole his hair, and now she's selling it. I'm sure that uh, the celebrities must sign something saying, "Like anything you collect from me is now not mine." Twenty-five dollars. I'm in. I love David Bowie. I'm I'm in for twenty-five dollars. All right, we'll see if we got another WTF or two that we can squeeze out of this little white lady in Maryland when we return. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. I'm Von Hessler. That's Tim. That's Jared. That's English Nick. Come on, England. That's Autumn Fisher. We're doing WTF. But before we do WTF, I got lucky with my time machine and we got a clip from Parliament early Monday morning after the Brexit vote. And here's that clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. To the right man from Northumbria, this is Britain's independence. Uh, day. To the right talk. honourable gentleman oh. from South East Slough, oh, I have, have two, oh, two million signatures Boom. from this weekend. Oh, oh, to the right gentleman from Puttingham on Puttingham Shire, please. Oh, take oh, it Excuse me, sir. Puttingham, Puttingham Shire voted, Puttingham Shire. voted 12 people to 10 to remain in the EU. Come on, England. Come oh, on. I don't uh, know what you're pudding, talking about. Pudding, pudding, pudding. Spotted on. it, but it's on a I'm off to get some fish oh, and chips and, and watch England play Iceland this afternoon. Thank you very much. Pick uh, some up for me. Yeah, you got it. All right. And also, before we move on. Wow. That was the uh, that was the uh, the Von Hessler, the doctrinaire primetime players. And I thought we did a fine job there with that sketch, that send-up, as they say in England. <laughs> send-up. <laughs> They have a send-up, in it. <laughs> yeah, a send-up. This is the lady from Texas here. She had a send-up. Now uh, I talk like this, don't I? And also, English Nick, come on, England. English Nick uh, found how much Bowie's hair went for. £110,000. Which, so which now is a few more dollars than it used to be. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> What would that be, roughly, in America? Uh, like $170,000, maybe? Wow, for a lock of David Bowie's hair. You know, it's a weird thing. You get his hair, and okay, you're a big Bowie fan. What do you have? I, this, I don't understand about it. Like, like what David do Bowie's you hair? have? You go, okay, well, there's his hair. Is it going to put on performances for you? I mean, uh, it's really kind of a weird thing, the collectible celebrity thing. Even an autograph. I've thought about this before. I've gotten autographs. Mm-hmm. I've given autographs. I've been lucky enough that some people have asked me for an autograph. But I really don't understand... What exactly it is that you walk away with? I want to make a beard out of it, can I? <laughs> Are you going to walk around wearing David Bowie's hair as I'm a gonna beard? I'm going to glue it to my face. Look at I'm David Bowie. <laughs> Order! 110,000 pounds. Look at him, he's sexy, he's sexy. And half of it's going to be a sentimental bookmark. The next time there's a vote for the EU, David Bowie's hair is going to get to vote. <laughs> <laughs> each, each strand gets one vote. Order! 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 Pudding! Two million signatures right here from the weekend. Uh, you want to remain? You want to remain. It's too late, my friend. I... The Brexit has already happened. <laughs> I told you David Cameron's quote off air. He said it's a referendum, not a neverendum. There you go. There's some order from the Brits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, when we come back, hey, guess, what, guess what we're going to do? Hey, hey. More headlines. What? Shocking.
Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, hour two of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. Yes, my doctrinaires are here. There's Tim, there's Jared, there's English Nick, there's Autumn Fisher right over there. We're about to do more headlines, but before we do that, a couple things. One is uh, Jared Yamamoto, step up to the mic. I'm right here. Handsomest producer in all producery. <laughs> a little hungover this morning. Very hungover, yes. Still, still <laughs> manages to be handsome after his redneck lake adventures over the, over the weekend. Redneck Yamamoto. Answer me this, my friend. Go ahead. Everybody in the world is doing Facebook Live. I mean, my Facebook... It's like Joe from the garage is doing Facebook Live. Jump in right now. Everybody's doing Facebook Live. I get 900 notifications for <laughs> Facebook Live. How come we never do a Facebook Live? Oh, that's yeah. easy. Our Wi-Fi in studio doesn't work very well. Oh, you're blaming the Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, yeah. I, Can you try it right? Did you just say, oh, my gosh? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my golly gosh. Good golly gosh. What can I do? The building's weird. Get it so, 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 so. <laughs> <laughs> so, can we try to do one right now? Let's yeah, see how I'm it works. Try to Let's do see. It. Uh, do you know how to do it? I do. I'm going right now to. Are you dealing with double or triple vision right now? I, as you look at your phone? Uh, I got a couple of yeah. visions here. Close one eye. Okay, closing one <laughs> that <always> eye. Works. <laughs> you know, the celebs get paid. They get paid for No, the I know. That's a, that was a big story last week is that uh, they pay the celebrities and they also pay, uh, I think, uh, outlets like Gawker mm-hmm. and ESPN and uh, places like that to, uh, to do these. Facebook lives but the celebrities that's where you get most of the people like if you can you could have CNN who gets paid to doing Facebook lives all day long Taylor Swift does one and you're gonna get a lot of people and, and so they like the there's nothing wrong with that by the way I saw that story as if there was something nefarious about that no there's nothing wrong with it they're starting a new technology pay people to make contact hey hey Sony pays Seth Rogen to make movies wake up it, it happens you know are we on Facebook live uh, yes, we are. We are on. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Now I'm just realizing we were already on WSB, the, <laughs> yeah. the biggest uh, radio station in the Southeast. <laughs> Who cares? But, uh, I, it's very important to be on Facebook Live. That's right. I, my prediction is that this is going to last about, uh, I don't know, what, three months, four months, five months? Remember Periscope last year? Everybody did it for five minutes. Uh, before that, Meerkat, everybody yep. did they're, it for five minutes. They're fads, aren't they? It's a fad. Here's the problem. If you're on Facebook Live watching me right now pointing my finger at you, you're noticing the sound isn't as good as when I listen to the radio. I think this is a real problem with Facebook Live is because people are doing it from their phones, their mobile devices, the sound is always crappy. And then people are walking around showing you something, <laughs> and it's bouncing around, and it's like Blair Witch sickness. Tommy Earth. Prather says, hi, Eric. Hello, Tommy. Uh, How are you seeing it? I didn't get a notification that it was live. Because you probably don't follow WSB. Isn't that telling? No. That's not true. I do. Come on, kids. Follow WSB. You guys already are because you're looking at me right now. All right. I feel foolish because most people are listening to us on an old-fashioned medium called radio, which, by the way, (laughs) will still be here in six months. Facebook Live, I'm not so sure. I realize that every consultant of every radio station and every television station in the world is, is basically basically telling people you have to do Facebook Live. You have to you know what you're doing? You're ruining my life because I'm getting notifications from everybody everywhere all the time about Facebook Live. And let me say this on Facebook Live. Get off my lawn. All right, turn it off. <laughs> I love it. Now give me this, DeMarco. Then I do it again. I talked over it. I talked over it. Do it again. More headlines. I felt like O'Reilly. We'll do it live. 
That's right. More headlines means Jared Yamamoto, the drunken wonderkin, <laughs> has to do more reading. <laughs> I love that name. Uh, the drunken, drunken wonder. Should it be wunderkin? Wunder, wunderkin. Drunken wunderkin. The drunken wonderkin. <laughs> In a world with too much tequila, it's the drunken. There wonderkin. was a lot of tequila involved oh, yesterday, but I'll tell you something tequila. else. Fireball shot. I will. <laughs> <laughs> There's every girl Jared goes to the lake with. <laughs> we, we have here, oh here, here. she is. Here she is. She's Jared's friend. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're on the lake. We're on the lake. We're on the lake. Let's go swimming. Let's take our tops off. <laughs> there may have been that too, but oh, I don't know how I'm going to pivot to gun control here because it's heating up and Georgia Congressman John Lewis is leading the charge, Eric. John Lewis, who, by the way, before you were born, uh, John Lewis has an awful lot of credibility because John Lewis was one of the main soldiers for Martin Luther King Jr. And he did some great, great stuff. His The stuff that he did in the 60s was so great that no one has noticed that he's been a completely ineffective congressman, and nobody cares, because the guy did so much great stuff early in his life that he's just to be revered, and, and, I, and I agree with that. So they decided to put on this uh, sit-in in, in Congress, somewhat rem, uh, reminiscent of the old 60s nostalgia sit-ins at lunch counters, sit-ins on college campuses, and basically they decided, we're going to sit here until you say we can vote on, on gun control, and uh, Riding the coattails of the Orlando massacre, right. too. And one of the one of the the main uh, things that they wanted to vote on was a bill that would say no fly, no buy. So if you uh, if you're on a terrorism watch list, then you can't buy anything. Here's the interesting. This is something that liberals have not thought through because if you go to the Snowden stuff, liberals, um, this would be anathema to them because. How do you get on a terrorism watch list? We don't even really know. Who are the bureaucrats that put you on a terrorism watch list? This isn't something where the Attorney General of the United States says, yes, yes, yes. These are nameless, faceless bureaucrats who put you on the terrorism watch list. And I think you buried the lead because John Lewis, I think part of the story was... He was on that list. He was once (laughs) on the no-fly list for no reason, and it's happened to a lot of people. There are stories, apparently a two-year-old child was once on the terrorism watch list. And the problem is it's very difficult to get yourself off of the terrorism watch. It's like when someone steals your identity. You can get it back, but... You know, call in sick to work for seven days and be on the phone all the time, and maybe you can get it back. Uh, so it's that kind of thing. You don't know if you're on the list. I think another thing is, if I've got you on the terrorism watch list, I'm not so sure I want you to know that you're on that watch list. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, strange things here. But the fact that John Lewis was actually on the no-fly list, this whole Orlando thing, thing, I shouldn't say Orlando thing, the tragedy in Orlando has gotten... Really kind of ridiculous in the fact that most people... They just, politicized it. Well, everybody did. Everybody, right. though. You can't say the left did it first. Or everybody politicized it immediately and to the point that it's gotten absolute into, you know, really much. We, we've learned nothing. Look, here's the Von Hessler Doctrine. I'm going to tell you the truth. All of the things that have been brought up are part of the story. He was nuts before it happened. ISIS is weaponizing our mentally ill. He, ISIS does understand that in America, they don't have to do what they did in Paris, which is bring all the guns in. They know they can basically weaponize our mentally ill. They look at someone like a Batman uh, movie theater shooter and say, look, those guys exist in America. Let's give them a reason to do what they're doing. Let's push them over the top. Uh, the fact that he was a conflicted homosexual, 
all of this stuff is part of the story and you can't only cling to the parts that you that that agree with your political point of view and say the rest doesn't exist no matter where you come on either side and then it gets to the ridiculous point where they were having a uh, a, a, a vigil a vigil thank you very much the drunk man has to step in and help me with my language they're having a vigil <laughs> for the victims of Orlando and this college student this little snowflake, as Neil Bortz would say, steps up on stage, and I just, oh. I just feel, I just, this woman, to me, is just not. I was really nervous to get up here because there's a lot of white people in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that wasn't a joke. Because uh, if I you know me, I never joke. Not to our racial demonstrations. Yeah. Well, yeah. And our Black Lives Matter movement. I'm really, I have mm-hmm. activist envy. It's important that I have a lot to say. Yeah, clap. I, I, I don't want to stand up here and be angry because this isn't no, But uh, then me. again, I'm always angry. <laughs> it's kind of my default position. Loss. Yeah. And the people we may lose tomorrow. Yeah. And the people we lost yesterday. And other things. Uh, but I thought I'd stuff. take a moment to just like list out some facts that yeah, are relevant to this situation. Um, because you're white. You're white. I'm tired of oh, you're the black tired. and white dichotomy. I don't even know I went to Target last week and I didn't have a receipt and they wouldn't let me return it and it was because the cashier was white and I was the shades in between. Like shades mine. like mine. As much as it... Sometimes my car won't start, and it's because my car is not black like me, and it makes, it's a microaggression. Yeah, it's just uh, so so. Right, I don't you. understand why I need to get my oil changed like every six months when it's just like not important, and I just feel like I'm being targeted. You know, I don't need I don't need the applause from white people. White applause doesn't matter. Sometimes the when the ice melts in my water, it gets really lukewarm, and it really bums me out. <laughs> have I mentioned I have diverticulitis? <laughs> I stubbed my toe on my bed last night, and it was a microaggression. It was a white-made cabinet. (laughs) Just like this woman. I I don't buy anything from Ikea because everyone is Swedish, and they're all white. I don't like using, I don't like, I don't feel like, I don't understand why all paper is white. (laughs) And you you have to use a black pen, and it doesn't have an eraser on it. So, uh, you know, it, it really... I feel sorry for people like this. I used to I used to get all Archie Bunker angry and maybe I'm just getting older and lazy. I I'm too lazy for anger now. It's gotten that bad. So but I just look at people like that and just think you're just not alive, man. You're not living. You're you're you are living in the freest country in the history of the world. Not a perfect country, certainly a long way to go, but all you see is trouble. Your whole life is just terrible and everybody and nothing. And how can we have more people at this rally than my rally? And I've got rally envy and I don't know. This apartment that I rented has white walls and it feels very aggressive. <laughs> All right, more microaggression when we return. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. No, keep, keep this up because we turned it off on the drumming last time. And when we get to the drumming on this one, it always has to come to the end. So turn it up right here, and everybody just sit back. Here we go. 
Oh, yeah. A little band called Clean, uh, Jared Yamamoto. I know you don't remember them because the, you you don't think you're a millennial, and anything that happened before you doesn't matter. Am I right? Here we go again with the millennial stuff. There's uh, the drunken Jared Yamamoto. I'm Eric Von <laughs> Hessler. Tim is here. English Nick is here. Autumn is here. We're doing more headlines, so give me another headline. Sure. Conservative journalist George Will says he is leaving the Republican Party because of Donald Trump, Eric. Now, you don't know who George Will is, do you? I do. He's a Fox News contributor. Oh, I did, fo- I, you mean he's on Fox News now. Well, you right. don't really know who George Will I've seen is. Him. I have seen him on Fox in the little boxes before. Uh, but he's like know. 75 years old. Yeah, he's ancient. He, oh, he's 75. He doesn't he's matter. Ancient. He's millennial. We don't need him, Eric. You don't need him? Tom, don't need George Will. George Will's old GOP. We need new GOP. I saw one of the quotes was, he said he's a big loser. He's a big loser. He used to write for Time Magazine. No one reads that anymore. Newsweek is all dead. So here's the, here's <laughs> the, uh, I want to, this just gets me going that you don't know. First of all, um, I, I have a lot to say on George Will, but I'm not interested in it right now. I'm more interested in you as a millennial not knowing anything. So I have a test here. This is on my podcast. Listen, I still have to grow up a little bit here. Well, that's right. By the way, yeah, you're 30. By the way, uh, almost 30. 27. Twelve. you're getting close. Over the hill, as far as I'm concerned. I consider myself mid-20s still. Do you know we do podcasts every week? Do you know how people get those podcasts? They download the WSB radio app. We do uh, three podcasts per week, and then this show becomes a podcast. And you go to the WSB Radio app, you scroll down the first page, this is Von Hessler Doctrine, boom, you're in. You get everything that we do. So if you're smart and you're listening to me, you're already downloading that app. The rest of you, I didn't want you anyway. So here's the thing. So with the... Uh, with the, <laughs> with the <laughs> With uh, I had this idea in my mind, the Millennial Challenge. On the podcast, I was saying, I think that most people in America, even though we've been in Iraq, we were there in the 90s briefly, and then so even, you can, you can argue back to the 90s, but since uh, 2003, we've been in Iraq, elections have been won and lost on, on this issue, and my guess was that 90% of the people in the United States of America would not be able to point to Iraq on a map if the word Iraq wasn't involved on the map. And I would like you to come over here because I have a map of the world, Jared Young. Okay, I'm walking around. And I, I want to see if you, because here you are, WSB, you talk about Iraq, I'm sure you have opinions about Iraq. Can you, now one at a time, because I don't, if, 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 if he does, he pointed right to it, ladies and oh, gentlemen. Okay. I have to say, oh, very good, very good. Good for good. you. Very good. I still but believe. But he's a weird young Republican. Yeah, that's true. He is a weird young Republican, so he does uh, pay a little more attention to this than. Like than Melanie most would have no idea. But I have to admit, he won, right? Yeah. He Thank won. You. Melanie, the nice millennial work. blogger, would not know. Hey, guys. You would so, not like. Know. I mean, I have rocks in my yard, and I can, like, point to those. Because, like, my dad used to make me pick up all the rocks before I had to, like, mow the lawn when I was a kid, and it was so annoying. Your uncle drives a Camaro. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So cool. All right. We are going to... There is still outrage in this world, right? Lots of it. It must mean Outrage Corner with English Nick when we return. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And this week in your Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution, there was an investigation into the governor's secret donors and where their money will be used. Plus $275 in coupon savings. That's why we say if it's Sunday... Time to pick up your Sunday AJC. Welcome back. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler that you just heard from that imager. My doctrinaires are with me. There's Tim, there's Jared, there's English Nick. 
There's Autumn Fisher. Before we get to Outrage Corner, we did one of those Facebook Lives. How are our numbers? How are our numbers? <laughs> you know, the consultants, the radio consultants are just breathing down everybody's neck. Facebook Live. Um, Facebook how many live. clicks we got? How I'm many a- clicks, 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 and you get clicks, you got to be on Facebook Live. Click, click. I'm amazed at how many people want to see you, Eric, on here. You got to, so oh, right, so it looks like no. it's, it's reached, Why? Why it's reached about 5,649 people, so that's that's impressive. Is that good? Is that good that, for that, WSB? That's I don't very, know. very good for, you gotta get on for a Sunday, too. Here's the consultants. So you got to get on that uh, Facebook Live. Now give me a bunch of money. This is what they do. They say, all right, give me a bunch of money. Here's my consulting. Uh, get, get on Facebook Live as much as possible. Share it as much as possible. Because yeah. people are driving to work in the morning. And the first thing they want to do, they want to look at Facebook video. stuff. Exactly. So, <laughs> and now give me a big sack of money for yeah. being a radio consultant because I told you to do what everybody's doing. So well, give, a lot of these listeners are surprised at what you look like, though. That's the, one of the things they're saying hello and uh, hi and to the whole crew. But that what, can never go good. I didn't have my glasses uh, I on. I think Jared's being kind of passive aggressive here. He's like... People are surprised at what you look like. Yeah. You're so ugly is what he's saying. And yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm what are you surprised saying? that people want to see what, you. There's a lot of people. Yeah, I don't understand why they want to look at you. Here's what Judy Stone says. She said, Eric looks nothing like I thought he would. From his voice, I imagined Penn Jillette, complete with a long ponytail or braid down his back and no ball a cap. Yeah, look oh, at that. grow out a braid, Eric, please. <laughs> I should grow out. And have a, <laughs> I'm going to grow out a, a braid and I'm going to have a soul patch. Oh, no, no. Just that. be a complete jerk. <laughs> Wear a jersey. I usually try to wear my. Gla- oh, I usually try to wear my glasses when I do stuff because I feel like it gives my face definition. My face has no definition. You see this, Demarco? Look at me. My face has no definition. It's just it's just sort of fleshy. So I like. You said to have- you want to cover up your old man eyes, right? So your glasses are like yes. instant Botox. For you. Yeah, yeah. They cover up the old man eyes. These wise. Let me eyes. see those glasses on. Put those glasses on. Oh, come on, England. Oh, come on, Eric. There, there you go. Proper gentleman. But I don't like to have them on when I'm doing my thing. So so we're doing good with the Facebook Lives. Maybe the consultants will leave us alone now. You know what? I The Von Hessler Doctrine on uh, radio and television consultants are <laughs> followers dressed up as leaders. But hey, it's now time for this. Outrage Corner. That's outrageous. With English Nick. Everybody else is doing this. You do it too. Now give me a bag of money. All right, English Nick. What is what is what is outraging the world? All right. Well, a lot of uh, Trump supporters outraged at Apple because they won't fund the Republican convention. Uh, Even one of your Fox uh, anchors this past week said, "That's it. I'm not buying Apple products anymore. I'm offended." First of all, you don't need them. You don't, Donald. <laughs> you, first of all, Donald Trump uses an iPhone. I've seen it. I have the uh, the Apple Watch. Yeah, and it's ready. It's beautiful, Eric. I know, but you're saying you're going to boycott now. I mean, we, what are you going to do with your iPhone? We're going to go to China, and we're going to find the people who ripped off the iPhone, and we're going to buy their company. We're going to move the plant to Des Moines. And then we're going to have the best iPhones ever, right? It's going to be beautiful. It'll be beautiful, and. Uh, just wait, folks. Do we love the Von Hessler Doctrine? Do we love the Von Hessler Doctrine, people? I mean, look at him. Look at him over there. Where's our Eric Von? Look at him. Do you love him with his glasses on more, Mr. Trump? Or with his glasses on, he could be in a beauty patch. And that's what I'm so, I, I got to say this uh, to the Trumpers, the Trumpists. It's Sunday. This is the Von Hessler Doctrine. Back off. 
We're all going to relax. You're, this is what's going to happen. You like Donald Trump a lot, and I'm going to say something bad about him, and you're going to laugh. Because you're going to get over yourself, and you're going to relax, and you're going to go, oh, it's okay. People can make fun of Donald Trump, and I can still vote for him. This is America, and this is how it works. I am so sick and tired of the being and moaning from the Trumpist. I don't know. I think Von Hessler sounds Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> we think he's from there. We don't know. If Apple doesn't want to get, guess what you do? You shrug it off and you move on. You don't have to boycott everyone who doesn't agree with you all the time. Your man is the presumptive Republican nominee. Guess what that means? A whole lot of incoming. Just like for every other presumptive nominee of every party that's ever been in politics, you're not above it. The rest of us don't have to fall in love because you fell in love. Your job now is to open up your arms and... And try to persuade us to vote for your fellow, right? That's the way it's supposed to. Oh, we're not, oh somebody said something bad about Trump. I'm, I'm going to call Pete Spriggs at WSB and say, why should this person be on the air? Because he disagrees with me. And when I turn on the radio, I'm just supposed to hear the things that I think being vomited back at me. Look, a couple of years ago, we said, let's make Eric funny again. And this is what's happened. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the I remember the baseball hat, the, the ball cap. Yeah. said Eric, <laughs> "Let's make Eric funny again." Yes. Oh, and here come the open mics coming down the line. So, oh, yeah. oh who's boy. this guy? Who's this guy got on the air? He's the dumbest person I ain't never seen nothing nor heard. But all I have to say is just one thing: Trump, Trump. Oh my god. See how it is? See, somebody out there actually loves Donald Trump, heard a joke about him, and laughed. And America got into a new day where people said, oh, this is how it works. I can love something, and other people can make fun of it, and I can still laugh. Oh, I'm, I've lost them all. I've lost them all. Give me another story. All right. So uh, Mr. Trump mentioned uh, beauty pageants. Former Jean-Benet Ramsey, Ramsey murder suspect busted with child porn this week. This guy, oh. Gary Howard Olivia. I remember this dude's name back when it was happening. He looks like a Ted Manson now, man. He's a scary looking dude. And Tim Andrews needs to divorce himself from like you see on his face is the old the old shock jock. Look at look at him. He's like, Oh, I got I'm joke. just looking at the soccer just, game. Just, just keep looking at the soccer game. So I remember this guy's name uh, at the time. And he was like a neighbor or something. Mm-hmm, Somebody who was mm-hmm. too close and was too into Jean Benet Ramsey and you know, what are the odds? Now, all of a sudden, he's got uh, child porn, basically. Yeah, he was charged his... with uploading more than 20 photos of kids under 10 years old. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'll tell you one thing about uh. the JonBenet Ramsey thing, is that, uh, who is the mother? She's dead now. Are, are both the parents dead now? I don't know, but the mother is definitely dead. Most, both of the parents may be dead now. I know the mom is what was the, What was the mother's name? I can't remember. Uh, Patty. Patty Ramsey. The whole country decided that she killed her daughter. Yeah. Because, why? Because she was a jerk. And here's the truth. It turned out that she was a jerk. But that doesn't mean that you're a murderer. The fact that you're a jerk and a murder happens on your watch doesn't mean because you're an unfeeling, cold, horrific person that you're actually the person who murdered. I never really bought the idea that the parents did it. I, I, it's it's quite possible that, that they did. One or the other did. I'm, you know, this thing has never really been played out in any way that we can really see evidence. Uh, but it wasn't a slam dunk for me that the mom did it 
and that the dad, a lot of people thought mom did it, dad's covering up for her. But there was an idea in America that they both knew, and one of them did it. And I just think it's you know quite a quinky dink that uh, this guy who was uh, in the orbit last time around, and now all these years later, and I think he did time in between. Mm-hmm. He's been a guy who, and he's admitted that he was obsessed with her. But that doesn't, now here's the thing, even if the mom and the dad were not uh, involved, I'm not completely letting them off the hook, because I think these people who dress up their children, how old was she, six or seven? She's Six dressed, years old, six years uh, old. She was dressed up like, I mean, just some of these outfits, you'd see that cowboy thing you always see her in, I mean, it, she looks like a stripper. And they wear the full makeup and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that, right, I would man. tell you this right now, the Von Hester right. doctrine on that is, that is wrong, that is wrong. 100% of the time, that is wrong. Well, it's She'll, a weird projection, right, of, yeah. of the parents. Well, usually what happens, and I think Patty Ramsey was at one point involved in the pageant world, so they right. live through the kids. Like, no kid decided at five, this is what I want to do. It's, a, it's something that's put upon them, and they, people live through them. Let me just say this. Childhood does not last very long. It is a wonderful period of your life where you actually are innocent your mind is not full of nonsense and you are actually innocent and it goes away way too fast and once it's gone and the adult thing starts it's the adult thing until death and i just don't like parents who push their kids into looking like adults let kids be kids this should be an easy thing now that's just my way of you know, going after these parents, but that doesn't mean that they were murderers. And I've always thought that maybe it was this guy. There was another guy who was playing Santa Claus or something. Uh, was there's a oh, what are you? you uh, what's what's with you? It's what's, just sad. Is that it's, your commentary that people play Santa Claus? People do play Santa Claus, you know. No, but you were hey, talking my about dad that guy. Is a Santa Claus. Yeah, her father plays a How Santa. How dare Claus. you? That's a, you know, that's Bob, an aggression, Bob Claus. <laughs> hey, this is Bob, dude. What's that website? I can go complain about Eric. <laughs> <laughs> So now he's ripping on Santa Claus. Yeah, first Trump, then Santa Claus. How long is this guy going to be on WSV? If you've, if you've ever watched any of those pageant reality shows, oh, you know what most of those yes. parents are like, man. They're horror oh. shows. They are horror yeah. shows. Oh. It's just like, it's the same thing with kids. Whenever you'll see like uh, some sort of rally, I don't care if it's from the left I don't care if it's pro Second Amendment or uh, or if it's from uh, the, the 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 right with Second Amendment from the left with you know the nine billion things that they complain about. Anytime there's like you see in the crowd, there's like a six year old kid wearing a T shirt with a mm-hmm. saying on it. I say those are horrible parents from the left and from the right. It's not possible for a six year old to have their own feelings on the Second Amendment. Do you know that to be true? The von Hessler doctrine is telling you something that's real, as real as two plus two. Equals equals four. It is not possible for a six-year-old to decide of themselves how they stand on the Second Amendment, and shame on you for putting them in a rally. You're an adult. You go to the rally. You express yourself and allow your kid to decide, and then when they're adults, they can go out. Stop being idiots. That's what I'm saying. I seem a little worked up about this. I can't stand it. I don't it. think that Donald Trump should be president. <laughs> oh, you came to this? <laughs> Shut that kid up. Get him out of here. <laughs> He's just a mean guy. Don't hurt him. Look, don't spank him. Don't spank him. We got to love all the... Put him in timeout, but don't spank him. Is he friend mean. Or <laughs> so you came upon this yourself. This is your idea. How old are you? Five years old? What are you? I'm six. Yeah, and uh, you decided that you don't like Donald My Trump. My teacher is Miss Robinson, and I have to sit next to a girl. 
Yes. And what does that have to do with Donald Trump? He's a bad guy. <laughs> Look, obviously this is a one-parent childhood. <laughs> uh, my daddy said that you was going to be bad for the country. Look, we don't but know where this kid's from. Get him out of here. I had to bring pencils to school because I kept losing them. Look out, Trump. The kids are against you. You know what? Make your own pencil. <laughs> <laughs> More outrage when we return. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. All right, stop uh, gossiping about former radio shows. We're back on the air. Yeah, come on. Eric Von Hessler. <laughs> the doctrinaires are here. We're in the middle of Outrage Corner, so hit me with another outrage. All right, so a lot English of artists, Nick. a lot of artists, I'm talking about musicians here, they're so sick of phones at their concerts, they're now going to ask you to lock up your phone. They're going to give you a pouch. You, They lock it for you when you walk into the venue. If you want to use the phone, you got to walk out of the gig, back to the front door, and the security guy will unlock your phone. Before we get to their, uh, whether that's the right thing or the wrong thing now this pouch is it like you a phone won't work inside of it? there's something inside the lining of the pouch I don't believe it's that, that it's just keeps locked, you from it's locked away so you can't use it okay so yeah. it could still ring though as long as it rings it's going to cause trouble I would think so I would create a pouch that is like uh, what are those things called like Faraday boxes what are they called where you can't Faraday get, Faraday boxes you can't get any signal in yeah. or out and uh, I would work that into the mesh and if that hasn't been invented yet if anybody listening invents it cut me in because it's a great idea <laughs> maybe these things have it but uh, I understand this from people on stage it must be a pain it must be a pain it's distracting. It's constantly and also I don't understand the cell phones where people go to a live event and they're not there. No. Because all they're doing is they're they're at a live event and they're looking at it through their phone, <laughs> which you can sit on your couch. I don't know. It's not it's not even about physically being there. It's about thinking about the future and how they'll be able to show people right. the video but here's in the, the thing. future. It's not like living in the moment. No one ever does. It. No yeah. one ever does. I love the Rolling Stones. I can't Sto- wait to tweet about this. Yeah, I love the Rolling Stones, okay? But I don't I never go back and oh here's that two minute video. It sounds horrible. The, the video is shaky, and there's plenty of good quality recording from the Rolling Stones, uh, visual and audio. They don't need me. And it's one of those things where I, I realized when video cameras first started coming in, when they were really big, you, know, you looked like you were in a news team mm-hmm. with your own home video camera. <laughs> I really went, kind of went crazy, and I was like documenting everything, and I was documenting Christmas and all the holidays. And at one point, about a year in, looking back at the footage, I realized there's one major problem here. I'm not in any of this footage. I'm not really participating in Christmas. I'm documenting Christmas. I'm not really participating in Thanksgiving. I'm documenting Thanksgiving. And that's when I just stopped. If you're going to go to a show, the beauty is you were there. It's over. It'll never happen again. And you were there. You have your memories. Those are your experiences. If you're looking at a live show through a phone, you're not there. I think most people record these things to boast to their friends they were there. Oh, oh look at me in my great life. Look at me. Oh, no, just go and enjoy it. You look on Facebook, everybody's happy. And you look at the suicide stats, <laughs> and you go, ah, something's not working here. I think people are lying on Facebook and the other social medias. All right. We have even more headlines when we return. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour 3 
of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. And we only do three, so this is your last opportunity to get in the game. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler, surrounded by the doctrinaires, whether you like it or not. Tim's here, Jared's here, English Nick is here, Autumn Fisher is here. You tell me a story before we go into even more headlines. This is how crazy it's getting. We got headlines in the first hour, more headlines in the second hour, and we're about to debut a little segment called Even More Headlines. Shush. <laughs> Jared Yamamoto was telling me a story off air, though. I, gotta, I have to understand this. So you were saying that when... Because we were talking about Faraday cages and stuff and frequencies, and so you were saying that when... WSB went on the air, which was 1924. Right. We actually have the first listener with us right here. Mrs. Freshly was listening. Oh, how are y'all doing this afternoon? Mrs. Freshly was only 16 years old in 1924. I believe I was 16 years old, and my father came home with the radio, turned on WSB. (laughs) And so you told me a story that they didn't know then how strong the frequencies were going to be. It was new. Right. There there, there were no regulations for it, so when when they Powered it's a it, huge signal. When they powered it on, uh, it was actually right right in Midtown, where the, where the original antenna used to be. Uh, there's there's reports that came out to like frying pans and anything metal in the houses on Spring Street and on uh, West Peachtree. Uh, you could hear WSB coming out of the frying <laughs> coming pan. out of the frying pan, right? Which I mean, is to me just fantastic because I don't I don't know that Mrs. Freshly could afford a radio. Well, you said your dad had a radio. Did you used to listen through your uh, through your frying pans and? Other? Well, there was a time or two when I heard little off an Annie through the frying pan. And it was lovely, you know. We didn't we didn't need as much technology as we do these days. That's right? Yeah. It was Good. just lovely. I didn't mind it at all. <laughs> you know, Mrs. Freshly, I feel bad because Mrs. Freshly, of course, has her wonderful snacks. By the way, she goes out and supplies every night. All the uh, machines. Right. Every <laughs> night I go like out. Santa Claus. She said the Santa Claus. Yeah. Of, well, you uh, know, the older you get, the less sleep you require. That's true. So I sleep about twenty minutes a night, <laughs> and I get up bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and I deliver my delicious treats <laughs> like my my nutty bars. Yes, your nutty bars are great. But I didn't. I, I went for the baby Ruth. I went for the uh, oh the Nestle product this time. Well, wow. you know, I support the baby Ruth. They. <laughs> I was around when the first Baby Ruth came into our penny candy store. Yeah, you were around when everything first happened, weren't you? It's like you were. That's right. You know, I I'm an elderly woman, but yeah. I still have my mind. You do, and your great, wonderful snacks. So Mrs. Freshly actually listened to WSB off her frying pan from time to time. Sometimes when I lay my head down on my pillow, I can hear the radio station through my fillings. <laughs> we still have a powerful signal. Now let's do this. Even more headlines. To get that, it's even more headlines. And we're going to get him. We're not done with Jared Yamamoto. So yes, let me get English. this straight. Come on, England. England. Come on, England. Uh, Iceland tomorrow, 3 o'clock. Yes. Here's the deal. We did headlines. Yeah, that was in the first hour. And then the second hour, more headlines. That's the second hour. And you're telling me now in hour three. We're not done. Even more headlines? With Jared Yamamoto. <sighs> yeah, I mean, th- this story, too, that we're opening with really got buried because of all the Supreme Court rulings because Baltimore police officer uh, Caesar Goodson has been, he was acquitted on all charges in the 2015 death of uh, Freddie Gray. Uh, That's a big story, but no, it really got buried. It's a huge story, and this is the guy, Caesar Goodson, I thought, if anybody is going to get nailed on this, 
course, it's going to be this guy. Now, forget the fact that he happens to be black, so that doesn't go with the narrative of Baltimore and, and everything and white cops and everything. But he was the cop who was driving the van. Now, if you remember with Freddie Gray, they arrest him, and it's a, a struggle. They get him into the back of the of the police van, and he's not he's not like shackled to the wall or something. He's, his his hands are behind his back, but he's standing there. And this was my speculation. And I'm not on the jury, and I don't think there was a jury in this situation, but I, uh, if I had to speculate about anything, if there was any wrongdoing here, it was the idea that the cops maybe had a habit of, let's have a little fun with the prisoners and, you know, like hit the brakes real hard or hit the accelerator real hard and then you get knocked down. And the feeling is that it was in that bouncy bounce that his neck was broken and he ended up dying uh, a week later. So I thought this is the cop. If any of them is going to get it, it's going to be the guy who had his foot on the accelerator. And, and again, forget that he was black, doesn't fit the narrative, but I thought this was the guy. None of these guys so far have uh, have been found guilty of anything, which either means they weren't guilty of anything or this uh, city attorney. It's a weird, the attorney, what we would think of as Baltimore a, City State Attorney, attorney Marilyn Mos- Mosby. Mosby. Marilyn Mosby. This must be the worst prosecutor <laughs> in the history of prosecutor because, you know, you you have an obligation when you're a prosecutor to believe that you're going to win the case, to bring cases that you believe are winnable. And she's lost everything on this so far. And I, and I thought that this was the guy. If anybody was going to get it, it was going to be this guy because he actually did, if there was any hot-dogging, he will have been the one responsible for it. But they have not been able to prove anything, on which either means there wasn't a case here or it's a case of the world's worst prosecutor. Because if you're going to lose everything, you're supposed to be smart enough not even to bring the case. You're supposed to bring cases that you believe are winnable. And there was no jury involved in this one. This was the judge. So judges and prosecutors, uh, you know, this is... You should be able to convince a judge if somebody did do something wrong. Doesn't it come down to, like, again, it comes if there's not enough evidence to convict somebody, you, right. in the U.S., you are innocent until proven guilty. And right. I don't understand with all of these you know, racial cases that have happened in the last couple of years, why why the narrative is, oh, the cops are always guilty. The cops are always guilty. The because that's are- the media narrative. That's the, that's the narrative that sells. I was going to say magazines or newspapers, but I don't know how much people are usually doing that right. stuff online these days. But, I mean, that's the thing that the clicks... Or whatever, and uh, I think what ha- may have happened here with this prosecutor is she got caught up in that, and well, social justice must happen here, and forgot about the facts because uh, I'm not willing to go there and say that all the judges in Baltimore are uh, are you know a white and b corrupt because I, I don't think that's true, and so uh, something's going on here. Either there wasn't a case, or this is the world's worst. Prosecutor, I don't live in Baltimore. I don't follow it close enough. But uh, I do know that uh, CVS was burnt down. And uh, I think that guy finally went to jail. And he went to jail for 15 years. No parole, no probation, no nothing. Because it turns out that he had a history of crime and violence a mile long. What a surprise. I thought it was just a guy who was an activist who was just so angry at the world that he just had to like, no, just a criminal, just a criminal who had a free pass on that day. And that's what happened. So do we have even, even, even more headlines? Yeah, we, another headline? Yeah, we do. Apparently ransomware, which is like this computer virus that's really, really gaining steam. It, it, okay, it, now it, ransomware is not a computer virus. Ransomware is a, a, a concept, a genre. There is uh, that you use 
viruses to work it through. So the concept of ransomware is somehow I use a virus to take over your, com- your computer, and then basically I say, the clock is ticking. I've got all of your folders and all of your files. If you don't pay me X number of dollars in, say, 48 hours, they're all going to go away. And nobody knows how to do You can call the police. They're, they're going to say, pay it. They usually put it, what they usually do is they put it in the $300 or $500 range, something that's doable. And unless you just don't care about anything on your computer, Swipe your computer, yeah, everyone pays it. So who did it happen to now? So the number ninety-five NASCAR team's computer data was compromised, and I guess that's a big deal when it comes to track data. When when sure. you're running the circuit all around, yeah, so they do. They run the circuit all around. You want to well, do that? Yeah, because well, I mean, I, I don't yeah, know how data. You're, you're the NASCAR buff over here. I'm not sure how course, many races there are in the NASCAR <laughs> circuit. Every, uh, I believe there are thirty-six points paying races, but uh, every. Uh, every circuit that you go to, every track that you go to, you're going to have different air pressure You're gonna in the tires. You're going to have uh, the car is going to be set up a little bit differently. A lot of these tracks to go back to twice. Very important to have the data from the last time you're at this track when you're at the track this time. And uh, everything, all the data is done online now. So for them to have been taken like this, I take it they paid it, right? They paid it and uh, they got their data back. There's nothing that people can do with this ransomware thing. It's never happened to me. Has it happened to you, Jared? Yeah, I actually had it on my uh, second computer I had it happen to me but I just I just reset it, the entire thing I, I had older files that I backed up onto a backup onto a backup hard drive so that's the thing I, I'm guessing if you have a backup hard drive and you have all of your files and all of your folders are always yeah, being backed it. up don't somewhere pay. else who does that then you, well you're supposed <laughs> to do that don't you listen what? to the commercials you, you don't back up anything on them well, what do you uh, have on I here? have photos that are backed up, but yeah. I mean, almost everything else, unless my computer's doing it for me automatically yeah. somehow, I don't, I'm no. not doing it. God forbid you get ransomware. She can lose all her cat videos and her recipes. <laughs> They're so cute. Her kid videos. <laughs> yes. Yeah. See, those are backed up. I think I have a Google Photos, which um, Clark Howard told me to do, and it's amazing. Yeah, it just backs it all up automatically, mm-hmm. and it's free. What about your vines, Autumn? You're quite you're a good <gasps> viner. My vines yeah. will always live on. Autumn is the only person who stayed with the whole vine thing. Mm-hmm. Like she's hey, really look me into up. vines. Auto Pritz, P R I T T S. <laughs> she she does her own funny vines. stuff on there. <laughs> I'm driving in a car. <laughs> <laughs> it's fascinating. It's Autumn. All right, we'll do a few more headlines when we return. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Yes, it most certainly is. And I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. Got the doctrinaires around me. One of them is Redneck Yamamoto. <laughs> Just back from alcohol in the lake. Which lake were you uh, being an alcoholic on this it's, time? It's funny. Uh, our, it is it, funny. It, I'll decide that. It's, but. it's funny because it was the Tennessee River, technically, but it was... <laughs> That's oh, hilarious. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. But it was called a lake house because the Tennessee River was so wide. Yes, yes. So I, I, I don't know how you what? can call it a lake house when it's on the Tennessee River. Nobody cares. Give me another uh, headline, if you will. All right, this one makes me mad here. 3,300 cases of beer were stolen from Sweetwater Brewery right down the street. Mm, 3,000. That's a lot of beer. That's a lot of beer. That's, that what is a lot of beer. Was it like two tractors? Tra- how many trailers... Tractor trailer trailers is three. Is that one or two? I think it's two. I think it's like basically two of them. How did this happen? Yeah. So they, they were, it was somebody, somebody filled up the tractor trailers and then walked away for lunch or something and then came <laughs> back and somebody drove away with this stuff. I'm not exactly sure. 
Is there a new? Are they mm-hmm. making another smoking the bandit? Smoking the bandit four? <laughs> you got to get that sweet water all the way to Athens before you get caught. Bound and down, loaded up. Smokey's on your tail. That's right. Woo! So uh, let me just say this: that, uh, and I don't this. This doesn't count as a commercial, but I want to say that I love the Sweetwater Brewery products. I love that beer. And they got one called like uh, the Hash, Double Hash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hop Hash, Hash Hop. My goodness gracious. It will uh, <laughs> it will take you to places that you really need to go when you're sitting around your pool on a 900 degree day in Roswell, Georgia. It works for me. Let me just say that. So Some, some of the beer ended up at Hold a on a second. I'm trying to get free beer here. <laughs> what I'm saying is that I am on the radio... And I love that beer. Now I know they're low. I don't expect a, <laughs> I don't expect a few free cases uh, immediately. But uh, once they get back up to uh, regular quantities, this is Sweetwater is a small company. It is great brewery, and so like if Budweiser lost three thousand, who cares? It's not a big deal to them. I would imagine this actually hurts Sweetwater, and I don't like to I don't like to know that. I don't like to know that the good people at Sweetwater are hurting. Do you hear this, good people at Sweetwater? I'm a man who loves your stuff. Great, great beer. They don't get enough uh, credit for hey, Eric, can I as just, good as their beer is. Can yes. I chime in with a, a plug here? My friends, they're in a great band called Dream Brother. Yes. They're playing the brewery today at 4.30. Where were they last week when, these, when this beer went uh, missing? Uh, don't you think... Jer- I feel like Jared might be involved in the stealing of the beer oh, for of his uh, I am. Uh, lake house on a river house party. Oh, yeah, you did. All of a sudden come back. Uh, you're quite... Uh, Hung over today. That's true. And, and I do uh, love Sweetwater. And you were seen driving an 18-wheeler to Tennessee River. I but saw that Eric too. Von Hessler, why would I leave uh, some of the beer at a warehouse in Clayton County? Then? Because you were coming back. But why would I go south when I was going north? Yeah. I went to the Tennessee River. I don't know, because you got things covered. Who knows? Maybe you're going it's to a red herring. Pensacola next or something. Who knows? You, you may have know. yourself covered. I don't think you have enough evidence here. I may not have enough evidence. But I know when a man is guilty, and you've got a face that says to me, it screams to me, I'm guilty of things you don't even know about, Eric Von Hessler. That's probably true. We're going to do a little something called Doctrine Extra. What's that? I'll explain it when we return, but you got to come back to find out. Don't be stupid. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And today, this Sunday's Atlanta Journal-Constitution, you'll find an investigation into the governor's secret donors. Who are they? And where their money will be used. Where will it be used? Secret donors. Plus. In a world. $275 in. Coupons. Coupon savings. I'm going to go to Kroger. That's why we say... If it's Sunday, pick up your Sunday AJC. It's That's a right. Secret. Listen to Eric Von Hessler. Secret. He speaks the truth. Secret. He's honest and entertaining. Entertaining. Honestly entertaining. <laughs> Eric Von Hessler. Just when you thought it was safe to turn on the radio, Eric Von Hessler is honest and entertaining. Secrets. On the AJC Secrets. Pick up your AJC Secrets. Tune into the radio and listen to a middle-aged man breathe. Listen through your frying pan. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
right, you jokers. Eric Von Hessler, those are the doctrinaires. We have a uh, uh, sort of, is it not an intern. What do we have? What do we have here, Jared? What do we a have, friend uh, of the show. A friend of the show. Somebody who wants to be an intern. Take that mic briefly. Does he know how to turn it on? It's on. You know how these young kids are. You let them talk a little bit, and they'll be talking a lot. So don't talk a lot. Ian, what is your last name? My name is Ian McNeil. And uh, my understanding is that you work for some sort of uh, radio station that has the wattage of that light bulb somewhere <laughs> yeah, in this uh, state. Yeah, I work for a Z97 down in Milledgeville. Z97, uh, Milledgeville's finest <laughs> rock and roll. Secret. No, it's more like Z97, Lake Country's best rock radio. Lake huh? Country's best rock radio. Which is actually, we actually do broadcasts on a real lake, not like that fake one that Jared was on. We're already not interested. We're already not interested. <laughs> so I just, I want to, how old are you, 22 years old? I'm 22. And you want to get in radio? I'm trying to get in radio. <laughs> 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 well, there's one born every day. But I, you know, I, listen, I, uh, there's millennials. I did the millennial test earlier. Now I want you, Ian, to come over here. Oh, oh. and I have a world map because I'm Ian's got long hair, and I'm guessing he has opinions about everything <laughs> as a millennial. So I want to know if you can come to this map that is not debt marked and point to the country of Iraq on that map. You have exactly ten seconds. Ten, nine. He eight. did it. Everybody he knows. Wow. Well, you know what? I'm being proven wrong. Test. Point I out do. Georgia. Uh, well, of course, but we're not in Georgia. I mean, we're in Georgia, but not the, what about the, the country state. of Georgia. The country of Georgia is yeah. what he meant. I'm assuming. All right. Well, I guess millennials. I'm completely Where's wrong. Where's Kuwait? Well, smart guy. I think the you're done. Is, you're well, done. I'm done. This is uh, the. By the way, <laughs> by the way, that's the most radio. I mean, look. If you want to stick around, my coffee is getting tepid. It is oh. now time for this, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's the stories, WTFs, and outrages we just couldn't miss. Extra, extra. Read all. It's the Doctrine Extra on the Von Hessler Doctrine. It's Oldham's favorite guy. (laughs) You know what, Ian? There may be hope for you because that extra, extra guy got work. All right. So uh, Doctrine Extra, the way that this works, we do segments throughout the show. And sometimes we don't get to a lot of the stories. We don't want to leave them on the table. So let's go back to WTF and have Autumn Fisher tell us a story that we almost didn't hear. Oh, boy. Adult coloring books are a thing, and sales have reached $100 million in just five months. Excuse me, did you say adult coloring books? Yes, which is not the kind of adult that is like that kind of adult, just more like grown-up. Oh, grown so up what you're saying is books. it's not, yeah, okay, it's, it's not um, adult it's not entertainment. adult only. That kind of thing. <laughs> Triple X Entertainment. No, it's not that. By the way, as usual, Autumn got the headline wrong. Not as usual. What? It's, it's $100 million at Walmart alone. Yeah. Adult coloring and books. And the apps. And, right. I, it's not wrong. I just didn't give all of that information because I didn't feel like it was as useful. I use you the were, color therapy app. No. If, okay, let's, let's go through this. Let's go through this. Hold on. We'll get to you in a moment. Adult coloring books make $100 million in just five minutes, in five months. <laughs> wrong. You're wrong. You did it wrong. For Walmart. And then it goes on to say, and apps are cashing in, too. So the $100 million isn't for everything. The $100 million on adult coloring books, Walmart alone, which is astounding. Astounding. Now, we have a lot of adults in this room. Does anybody use adult coloring books? Never. Uh Uh-oh. There he is. I know one. Psychotherapy Tim. Apparently does use the adult coloring books. Now, what do you, now I don't want to look. I don't want to make fun of you. 
I just crushed a kid's radio ambitions. I'm, <laughs> I'm full. I'm satiated on the humility. You couldn't front. crush mine, and look where we are now. <laughs> so, you uh, as some sort of therapy. Maybe you're stressed out. I'm trying to. I mean, oh, it's I'm, great for stress. Getting a box of Crayolas and, and coloring in the lines and doing your thing, man. Or using the apps when you're at a traffic light and you're bored. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's good. At, or at home, um, they're good for you. I mean, they they de-stress you. You're focused on something. You're not the artist, but you're doing the the coloring, which is good. Now, my understanding is these aren't like uh, coloring books from when I was a kid, which is uh, very easy like to a color. Teddy bear, and there's in the woods, and you right. color the apples. It's not like that. It's not like that. These are, very, these are very intricate, right, they're which ornate. require you to really focus, and you find that this uh, takes the stress out of your life. It does, because you're... You, what are you stressed out about? Oh, life in general, the right. news. Can't uh, handle it? How old, old are you? Uh, How old are you? I'm old enough to have... How old are you? 45. You're 45 years old. You can't. You haven't got a handle on the I world yet? I have a handle on life, but you need, <laughs> you need a break every now and then. <laughs> what kind of things are you coloring in? Well, I'm coloring uh, portraits and... Squigglies. Fr- fruit. Fruit? I mean, you can get any coloring book. It doesn't matter. I mean, why spend money on the adult one when you can just buy three Cinderella coloring books for a dollar and color them? You should see his notebook here. I mean, he's a great doodler. No, no, right? he's a great doodler, right? Yes, we know this. Yeah, he's an artist, really. Uh, doodler, I would. But, you, but you, you're an artsy doodler. Can we, can we give you that? Sure. Um, you know, I looked up a millennial-type blogger that talked about seven reasons to start coloring again. What are they? And w- one of them was, coloring lets you be you. Oh, shut up. That. <laughs> <That's dumb. laughs> you know what? Millennials need to stop. But, you know, millennials, be someone else for a day. Get out of coloring your own skin. Coloring is free decoration. So they're saying that you could color something and then put it on your fridge, basically. I wouldn't go that far either. Well, then you're really if you're if you're actually doing the adult coloring book and then you're tearing it out and placing it on your fridge because I feel great about myself. Well, it's like getting Look an A on the I test in elementary school. You know, you put your yeah. put your test up on the thing. You got to be except proud in of elementary things. school. You're six years old. <laughs> yes, so it's right. appropriate. And what you're proud of has a very low standard. But I'm not interested in this. I want to know more about Tim Andrews. Okay, what, 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 what are your issues, man? What are you what are you uh, what are you fighting? What's going on? You're forty. Five years old, you can't get a handle on the world. When do you think it's going to happen? When you're fifty, I, I have a handle on the world. It's just that the, the world is relax, a big, man. Big mean place, and you got. Of course, you, it is. You got to calm down and relax. It is a big mean place, but you sound like that lady who stood up at the uh, the Orlando thing. You can't handle anything. You're like, uh, I don't know about this world. I, you know, <laughs> I, I know this event is important to you, but I wish you would come to my events where I'm talking about how stressed <laughs> I am. That wasn't a joke. So honestly, uh, what would you say your main problem? What, what if you could solve one psychological problem, Tim Andrews? Yeah, that would allow you to throw away the adult coloring books forever. I have an easy answer to that. Oh. That would be learning to love myself and just be me. Well, what I know of you is you, oh. don't, you don't have any trouble loving yourself, but that's a whole different. Oh, thing. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, that shot shot? That's it. Hey, <laughs> you could take the guy out of the regular, but you can't take the regular out of the guy. There's going to be some shock jockery in there somewhere. Go to lunch with me. So, <laughs> so you, what don't you love about yourself? What's uh, I, I love oh, you? I thought we're still Tim, talking about me. Hold on, Tim. I love you. Do we all love? I, do, do we, we love, love him? Tim. Do where's our Tim Andrews? Do we love him? He's, he's the best. He's adorable. Tim Andrews. See, Tim, you're surrounded. By friends. He has a heart of gold. I don't have everything I wanted by now, so I'm even yeah. even the delusional kid who wants to be in radio loves you. He says, you know what's so. Uh 
I just don't get it. I don't understand what. Well, you, you know, you get to a certain level and things change, and you got to adapt to things, and you don't have the same yeah, job you life. had three years ago. It's called life. You realize that hey, maybe I had something to do with not having this job. I would be the so worst. maybe instead of instead of sitting and thinking about the way how you don't like the way your life is going, you'll just zone out in color. That's You're right. listening to the lady who looks in the mirror and sees Doctor Drew staring back at her. She thinks she's she's a she's like an amateur psychotherapist. <laughs> Autumn. She loves this. <laughs> I would be the worst. I would be the worst. Psych- Psychologist or psychiatrist? Which one gives out drugs? Because I want to be that psychiatrist. One. Okay, because I uh, so yeah. You'd say, "Why are you doing that? That's dumb." I would so I don't say, "I would." This this is me. Come, you come into my psychiatrist, our first one together, and you're my new patient. Uh, how are you, sir? What, what's your name? Uh, hi, Doctor Von Hesser. My name is Tim. Okay, uh, Tim. Why don't you have a seat over there? And uh, uh, right here? yeah, just right there. And uh, tell me, uh, you know, in a nutshell, what the problem is here. What's what are you struggling with? Uh, ah, yeah, I got a lot of anxiety. Uh, you know, I used to suffer from social anxiety, but I don't have that anymore. I worked through that, but I still have a little bit of anxiety you know just for some, no reason i'll just start you know stressing and worrying about blah things. blah blah you know what kid things are tough all over get out of my office well you've this been very I, helpful this is what i would do how many, how many clients, how many clients this uh, psychiatrist Hessler i believe in psychologists not psychiatrists. i would tell you this either i was a psychologist or psychiatrist that's what i would do to everybody who walked in i'd listen to him prattle on for a while and i go hey you know what things are tough all over get out of here get yourself a spy i'd be a terrible psychiatrist you I'd would be you'd have to be a life coach because that's what they do oh it's like, yeah, pull Ice yourself coach. up by your bootstraps. Yeah. What a scam. <laughs> Platitude time. Yeah. What, what a scam. Life coaches yeah. have got it made. They've been coming back, I think it's 19 and 41, and there's a couple, and they have their pictures, like they're holding up the frame, but they're in the, like they're the picture, and they're they're like, they're married, and they're marriage life coaches, oh. and all I think is- Just talk to each other. All I'm thinking is, honey, you don't know how much he's cheating on you. <laughs> <laughs> you have no, I mean if how can you even set yourself up as a uh, marriage life coach unless okay you two are married hmm. all right everything had better be perfect in your marriage like you guys had better go to sleep every night really wonderfully happy with each other or don't tell me like I would be Annoyed by some other married couple telling me how to be married. Like, who seeks this out? Well, the first thing you do is you tell her when to cook and you tell her when to go to bed, and she can work part time. But you know, generally, you want her to listen to when you speak. Well, I don't want to work so much that it takes me away from my family. Mm-hmm. So, and I just feel like you know, my husband when he goes out of town, I pack his clothes. Mm-hmm. I make so, sure he has all the clean underwear in his drawer. We have everything we need. Well, honey, make sure that the kids are picked up while I'm going out tonight with some friends. We have a very important thing to talk about. Yeah. Bible I understand. Study. Yeah. You're out with your friends till like 2 in the morning. Well, Bible study that. takes a while. <laughs> it, it sure does, and I totally understand, honey. <laughs> hey, sounds like this marriage is going to last forever. All right. When we come back, don't forget this. We have the best goodbyes in the business. Paul Stanley from KISS tells us what we learned today. All that when we return. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. <laughs> it's only during the commercial breaks that I brag about not graduating from high school. We're on the air now. I'm Eric Von Hessler. The Doctrinaires are here. We only have enough time to say goodbye. Before we say goodbye, I want to remind you that we're on every Sunday, noon to three. Also, download that WSB radio app. And once you get it on there, you drill down to the Von Hessler Doctrine. We do this show, 
which becomes a podcast within 24 hours. But we also do three podcasts every week that you can only get through that WSB radio app. So there you are, Mr. and Mrs. America, thinking, I was so close to downloading that, but I didn't quite have a reason. Now I do, because you can only get those shows through the app. Plus, this one's turned into a podcast. We don't have much time left, and as we do every week... It's time for Kisses Paul Stanley to tell us what we learned. <laughs> Hi, everybody. On the show this week. Hello, Paul Stanley. It's nice to be here. I love coming in here. <laughs> we love having you. So what, bright. Yeah, what did we learn? What did we learn? We learned a lot of things, but most importantly, we learned that England left the uh. <laughs> <laughs> They left the EU. Come on, England! Uh, and I thought Brexit was something you took for osteoporosis. <laughs> no, Brexit is not a medicine. It's not? No, it's mm. what you take <laughs> when, you, when you leave... The European Union. When I got, le- yeah? I've been to the European Union. I would have bet kisses ever been everywhere. You're international. No, it's the Grand Union on um, Philadelphia Drive. <laughs> anyway, that was no one gets that. Listen, um, someone paid. You're a- playing above people's heads, I Paul know. Stanley. They wouldn't like me in the other radio station. Someone paid 110,000 pounds, whatever that means, for a lock of David Bowie's hair. <laughs> What's that in regular money? <laughs> in regular money, I think it's about 170. Yeah, 160, 170. Okay. It's lower than it was. So it's lots of money. But listen, they say it's long and straight. So you sure it's David Bowie's? <laughs> <laughs> Paul Stanley. <laughs> Did you bring the Kisses drummer with you? But um, no, Paul. You know, listen. That goes with the other thing we learned. Millennials are smart because the two in here took the challenge and they saw Iraq on a map. I wouldn't know how to find Iraq on a map. I've eaten. I've been there. You've, You've played. You played there. I we remember. played Fallujah. <laughs> But we, but we left Peter Chris there because he got stuck in the green zone. It was silly. <laughs> That's why he's not with you. And one last thing. Yeah, that we learned this week, Paul yeah, Stanley. Always back up your computer because if you have important stuff on there like Gene's ideas from generating revenue, <laughs> someone will steal it from you. <laughs> All right. Paul Stanley from KISS. Thanks. Thank you. With everything that we learned this week. You're welcome. I want to thank everybody, all the doctrinaires. Young Ian here for... Uh, Still believing in the future of radio? DeMarco? By the way, we got some ugly weather moving in, so don't go anywhere because Brad Nitz and Mary Ellen are going to keep you up to date on what's about to happen. Stuff is going to fall from the skies. Thanks to everybody for being with us today. What are you laughing about, Autumn? <laughs> it's like I said that stuff is falling from the skies. You don't want to tune away when stuff is falling away from the, falling from the skies. What could it be? That you'll have to listen in to Brad Nitz <laughs> oh and Mary Ellen to find out. That was this episode of the Von Hessler Doctrine. We'll chat with you again next Sunday at noon. But until then, I simply must insist that each and every one of you get off my lawn. <laughs>